All right, Shalom Aleichem, everybody. This is Wednesday at 4 o'clock, really 4.07, after the news, which was overpowered by music. I hope they don't do it for this program, but you couldn't hear music and you couldn't hear Charney, the, mu- the newsman. Something went wrong at the studio. So, now you're listening to your host, Yosef Chaim Schwab, on J-Root Radio. Out of Brooklyn, all over the world, online, jrootradio.com, or on the hotline. And how was everybody today, and uh, all over the world, and in Brooklyn, on jrootradio.com. This is around 4 o'clock on Wednesday with our questions and answers on the Parsha Bahar, and a little bit on Sphira Asomer. And next Wednesday, we're going to go into Lag. Baomer, because the Sunday after next Wednesday is Lag Baomer, where you can go to a wedding in a chasana. There's no weddings from Rosh Chodesh ER last week for 18 days to Lag Baomer, because Lag Baomer is always on the 18th day of the month. Chai ER, because Yishim Vayichoi, Chai Choi, right? He lived, born, and died on Lag Baomer, and he was Machaya Mason. So that's why he was nifter on Chai Eor, and his name is Shimon Bar Yochai. That's next Sunday after next Wednesday. But now let's stick to the Parsha Bahar and a little bit on Sfiras HaOmer. Now, Rabbi Isai, could I ask you a number one question? Nobody listening to me, unless that you're very bright and smart, will answer this question. How come in the parsha of Shemitah, which is this week, we never find the word Shemitah? And in the parsha of Sotah, you never find the word Sotah. And the parsha of Meraglim, Shlachlacha, you never find the word Meraglim. Anyone who learns Torah carefully will be bothered by this. 99% of the people will not be bothered by this. They don't even know what I'm asking. That in the parasha of Meraglim, there's no word Meraglim. And in the parasha of Sota, the word Sota doesn't exist. And today's parasha Bahar, all about Shemitah, the word Shemitah does not exist. Is there, a, is there a reason for this? Why doesn't the word Shemitah somewhere in our 57 Pesukim? The whole parsha has 57 Pesukim about Shemitah and Yovel. Maybe you should hear it one time. Never one time is the parsha Shemitah used in the parsha of Shemitah. And you think the parsha that has 50 plus 7 Pesukim has something to do with Yovel and Shemitah, you think, maybe? Hmm? And why is Bahar unique in the whole Torah? Rashi says it's unique in the whole Torah. The Torah was given at Sinai, but only in the Parsha of Bahar does it tell you that Hashem gave the Torah, uh, the Shemitah, at Sinai. Hmm. If the whole Torah was given at Sinai... What do you have to tell me the parish of Shemitah was given at Sinai? 
Why do you have to tell me about that? If I tell you I have a car, do I have to tell you it has four tires? If the whole Torah was given at Sinai, why do you have to tell me that Parsha here, Bahar, about Shemitah, was given at Sinai? Does anybody in the world have an answer? So therefore, you have to call me. Wouldn't it be a good idea if I gave you my telephone number so you won't have to call just for nothing? Woo! Isn't that good to have a telephone number? I think it's very important to have a telephone number to call. You just can't call anybody. you got to call the right number, right? Oh, I'm going to give it to you. You'll reach me right in the studio. You have to dial the magic number, 718-683-5858. That's right. To get me, you have to call the magic number. It's called 718 718- Six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. Remember that number to call to get me. You got to dial the number. You have to dial seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight or listen on the hotline seven one two four three two four two one seven. You can hear me on the computer uh, jrootradio.com and not on the FM no more anymore for a while. But we're on jrootradio.com, and we're on the hotline, 712-432-4217. And we have a second hotline. Tell your friends, 718-506-9097. That is the two hotlines. So... If you want to call me at 718-683-5858, you better do it because I'm going to ask you a few more questions on Bahar. And you want to hear the number in, in I don't know, uh, Farsi? Sheva Chochat Shmoneh. That Sheva Chochat Shmoneh. Shesh Shmoneh. Shalosh Chamesh Shmoneh. Chamesh Shmoneh. That is 718-683-5858, or the hotline, 712-432-4217, or the other hotline, 718-506-9097. I think it's 9097 or 9099. I think it's 9097. All right. Now we're going to ask you some more questions on today's program. You know, today is... um, May 7th, ER 7th. May 7th, ER 7th. You know that every day this month follows the Hebrew calendar. ER 1 was May 1. Last month, April 1 was Nissan 1. You know that? You know that last month and this month goes together? You know that last month, um, Tuesday, April 1, was Nissan 1? And the 15th of Nissan Pesach was 15th of April. And this year, the today is the 7th of May, and it's the 7th of ER. Interesting how that falls together, right? Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, everything in life you've got to be aware of if you're awake. So let us now ask you a few more questions. First of all, does the fact that the Pasha has 50 
and seven Pesukim has something to do with Shemitah and Yovel? Hmm? Why isn't Shemitah used in the Pasha of Bahar when it's all about Shemitah? Hmm? Why is this the only mitzvah? Uh, well, there's 24 mitzvahs here. If it's so important and all the details of the Torah are given right in the Pasha, no wonder we don't have any Gemara on Shemitah. There's no Gemara on it. There's, there's no Masechta on Shemitah. There's no Masechta on Shemitah. You know that? So you'll say, uh-oh, yes, there is. I say, no, there isn't. Because Masechta Shviyas has nothing to do with plowing and harvesting the land. Masechta Shviyas has nothing to do with the Avos Malachos of Zeria and Katsiro. That's the Avos Malachos. In Isidoraisa, to plant and harvest your grain or to trim the orchard. Uh, there were the grapes and olives, and to pick the olives and the grapes. That's the two derisas. There's no mistake on that. Shavias is about selling the merchandise, the payers of Shavias. That's something else. That's a rab- mm, That's is a derisa too. However, it's nothing to do with planting the field. So Masechta Shviyas has nothing to do with Shemitah. It has nothing to do with the planting the field. It has something to do with selling illegal products. All right. Now, that's number one. How do you know from this week's Sedra that the Torah is completely with Menashemayim? Because no, you... Well, I'm not going to give you the answer. How do you know that if you learn Bahar, that's 1,000% proof that the Torah could only come from a non-human mind? How come no human being could think of this idea? If a person would think of this idea, you put him immediately in the insane asylum. Immediately. Immediately. How come you so prove from this week's parsha that the Torah is completely 1,000% min ha-shomayim? Mm, how many mitzvahs are in this week's parsha? Um... All right. Shemitah equals 354. Shin Mem Does that have anything to do with the days of the year? If it does, what does it have to do with Shemitah? Um, how come the word Shabbos is used seven times in the first two or three Pesukim? Why is Eretz used five times? And why is Yovel he used three times? What does Yovel mean? I know it means the 50th year, but what does the word Yovel mean? I know it means the first to the 50th year, but what does Yovel mean? Yud vei vav beis lamed. And why is in Ravii, at the end of Shlishi and Ravii, they have the word Lovetach twice? You're going to live... Lovetach. What means Lovetach? Why do you use twice? Can you have two Shemitah years one after the other? Is that possible? Two Shemitah years one after the other. You can't work your field for two years. Is that possible? When is the next Shemitah year coming up? Ten years from now? Five years from now? Three years from now? 
two years from now? When is the next Shemitah year? And it says in the Torah, you're allowed to eat the, the Sofiach of the field. The Sofiach, the Torah says, you can eat. The Sofiach, Samach Pei Yud Ches. What is Sofiach? Everything else you can't eat, but you can eat the Sofiach. What is Sofiach of the field? Mm. These are the questions on Shemitah. Now we're going to open the phone. If there's any callers, Iran, are there any callers? What happened to Iran? What happened to Iran? Iran, are there any callers? All right. There's no uh, board and there's no engineers, so I guess I've got to keep talking until 5 o'clock. All right. You people could call, and if you call, tell them to wake up. All right. Let's go through the questions again. This is the parsha of Shemitah. It's called Bahar. Does the word Bahar and Shabbos have something together, uh, something, you know, equal about it? The gematria of Bahar and Shabbos. Does that have anything to do with each other, you think? Oh, I hear you perfectly. What happened to you? Oh, a technical issue. Do we have any callers? All right, Mordechai, you're on the air. Mordechai, you're number one. Mordechai, you better talk or we go to the next. All right, you're right. Get the next. Chaim, go ahead, Chaim, you're on there. Yeah, I want to say about uh, why is it doesn't say about Shemitah and Bahar. Yeah, right. The reason is because uh, Shemitah means excluded, so you're excluding it. That's what it means to be excluded. Yeah, so you, therefore you don't use the word? Yeah, because she's trying to show you what the word means. Do you think that you talk about a mitzvah and you don't mention it, even though you talk all about it for Pesukim and Pesukim, and you don't mention the name? Ever heard of such a thing? I mean, well, why would you? If you don't want to talk about it, so don't bring it, don't bring it in the Torah. You talk the about it, and you talk about it. What's that? The Torah doesn't want to add an extra word, and, and, and Shemitah means to be excluded, so he shows you what Shemitah is. You know, you're partially right, but if you could just think about it a minute. I mean, when they talk about sisters, they mention sisters. They talk about, I don't know, robbery, it says Geneva, um, all the very terrible affairs on Yom Kippur that we read last two weeks ago. But why would you leave out the word? You talk about it, but you never mention it. I mean, like Hashem gave the, uh, gave the Torah. He didn't say, I'm giving it. It doesn't say Torah. He says Torah all over. Why would you talk about Shemitah and not use the word Shemitah? Or Sota and the set of Sota never use the word Sota? Or Miraglim and never use the word Miraglim? There must be something about this. You're on the right track, but what do you think? Is well, when Moshe, when Moshe said something uh, that he should exclude me from the Torah, he left him out from one parsha, so maybe something to do with, to do with that. Oh, so Moshe says, Wipe me out of the Torah you have written. So Hashem said, Okay, I'm not going to destroy the cloudy soil for the eagles, so I won't wipe you out either. But so one partially he was wiped out. Because he says, He's a little bit too sharp. So Hashem left him, let his name uh, disappear in the center of Atetetzave. It starts out with the word, Ato, you. Instead of a Shavah Shem Moshe Lehm, it says, You, Ato. Which means Moshe used a little bit too strong of expression. But that's Moshe. But here Hashem doesn't want to use the word. 
Shemitah. Now, let me, I'm going to give you an answer. Uh, is this Chaim? Yeah, it's Chaim. Let me tell you, Chaim. Listen to this. Shemitah, this is because you're, you're a smart guy, otherwise you wouldn't have called. Shemitah is 354. Shemitah could never come in a year that's more than 354. That means a leap year. A regular Jewish year is 354 days. It yes. wants to tell you, God, Hashem will never bring a, a, a Shemitah on the leap year that has 30 days more, 384. To point you, to attract your attention to the Gematria, 354, it leaves out the word 354 and lets you know that Shemitah will only come in a regular year, never in a leap year. Now, people listening to me who are a little older will say, wait a minute, Rabbi, seven years ago we had a leap year? Uh, yeah, and it was 13 months, and the, the soldiers suffered, I mean, the farmers suffered that 13 months. So, but the Gemara says it can't be. So how could it be seven years ago? 2008, Tav Samaches. The Torah says, no, how could it be led to, uh, seven years ago? Last Shemitah, it was 13 months. of. answer is, we're not living a normal life. We have a printed Luach. That's not the yeah. way it was planned. Well, originally, when the Adam came to the Bezdin before Shkia or after Shkia, they decided to make one day of Shkodesh, two days of Shkodesh. That means every day in that, every day in that month was uh, one day more. Also, if the, uh, if the Bezdin decided to put in extra months because they're slipping back every year 11 days, you know that. The secular yeah. calendar is 365. We have 354. No, if you subtract that, it's 11. And if you don't fix it after two or three years, you get 33 days back. And you're behind a month. And if you don't fix it for another that's three months, you're, 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 you're two months back. And if you keep not <laughs> the thing will slip all around the calendar. The, the spring will come out in the, in the, who knows, the middle of winter. And the space will come out in the middle of the winter. So every three years or two, depends, besides the hedron puts in a month. And to make it that the roads are not muddy, that people can walk to Yushalayim, because uh, the, we lose 11 days every year, every year, every year, every year, every year. So you've got to have a leap year. Once in a while, every two or three years, to make it normal. This year was, is a leap year, this one right now. And two Rosh Hashanah is a leap year. We had two Adars, didn't we? So now we pushed, uh, Pesach was pushed a month ahead, which is the right time. It was a normal, now it's normal. Because we lose 11 days a year, and you can't continue that process. You've got to make up. So you put it, we have a thing called a leap year. All right, so Bezdin decides that. Now, um, so we have a printed Luach, and everything is fixed. No, there's no Adam, there's no Bezdin. But when Mashiach comes, the Bezdin will be decide according to living Adam, real Adam that show up. And it will never happen after Mashiach that a Shemitah year has more than... 12 months. Never, 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 never. Ah, uh, seven years ago it did. I know, because uh, some say Shemitah is not the Raisa. Only Rabbanon today. Well, That's right. Believe it or not, right? some say it's not the Raisa, it's Rabbanon. But when Mashiach comes, it'll be Vada'i the Raisa, and they'll want to soften, they want to so, uh, the farmers to suffer 13 months. And now, if you violated Shemitah, it's very bad, it's only Rabbanon, but it's not the Raisa. Because uh, they wouldn't do it. If it was a Raisa, it wouldn't make it 13 months. Because that, you can't force a guy uh, to, to keep 13 months with the Torah. Gumar says it never happened, such a thing, when they had a Sanhedrin. All right, any time, that's the answer. I want to thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Right. <coughs> the next caller. Sani, you're on the air. I want to answer the question that when is the next meet the year? Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's next year. When is that, a year from now? Yeah. No. When's next year? 
like next Hebrew year, like when we start, like next when is that? How many months? Starts. Twelve months? Ten months? Nine months? Eight months? One month? Two weeks? When's the next year start? Next year starts by Rosh Hashanah. How many months is that? I don't know. From now. Hmm? I don't know when the next year starts. Could it, would it, would you believe Hannah. me if I told you it's 12 months from now? No. Uh, would I tell you, would, uh, would you believe me if I told you it's next month? No. So how many months is it? Maybe five. Okay, very good. Honey, you're right. Uh, Rosh Hashanah, which is six months from now, or maybe about five, uh, about almost, well, four and a, five and a half months from now, because Pesach was a couple weeks ago. So you're right. The new year starts in about five and a half months. Rosh Hashanah, Tavshin, Ayin, Hay. Uh, that will be Taka Ashmita year this year. And they're already sending out these letters to all of us to support the farmers in Israel who keep Shemitah. It's called Karen Hashviyas. It started about 50 years ago. We have to support those farmers who have no income for a year because if you don't plant a field, you can't sell anything, and they have no income. Suppose your tati or your brother or whoever works lost his job. He would have no income. There's thousands of, of uh, farmers who are not going to work starting Rosh Hashanah because they, they believe in Hashem, they believe in the Torah, and they're going to be, I think, 6,000 of them. One-third of all the farmers in Israel are Shomer Torah and Mitzvahs. 6,000 of them will not work this year, for one year. Okay, Sandy, you're a very smart girl. Thanks for calling. David, you're on the... Go ahead, David. Hello, David. All right, let's go to the next one. Shlomo? Okay, Shlomo. No more. Okay. So you see, we have a problem. We're trying to get back on the air. And then we have 30 phone calls, not 5 or 10. And we're working on it. But anyone listening, please call. Otherwise, you know what? I may go to sleep, too. <laughs> if no one talks to me, I can't talk to the microphone because it's very boring. I have to talk to someone who has a brain. So we're going to ask some of these questions again. Bahar is the name of the Sedra. And it's about the land should rest, Shabbos. Does Bahar and Shabbos have something in common? Is there something connection? Is there something about the word Bahar and the word Shabbos? Any connection at all between the word Bahar, which means the land is going to rest for a year, uh, and the word Shabbos? All right, let's go to the next question. Um, mm, when does Yovel start? What month of the year does Yovel start, and when does Shemitah start? And what is Shemitah about, and what is Yovel about? And how do you know that the Torah, all of the Torah, is 100% min shemayim? How is this week's parsha Bahar, a proof that the Torah was not made up by Moshe or any human being, only by Hashem? How do you know from this week's parsha that the Torah must be? No human being would have thought up this Pasha in this week's Sedra. No sane person who's normal would have thought up this Pasha. If someone would think up this Pasha, they'd take him immediately in the insane asylum. You know that? <laughs> of course. No one could have thought up this. It's impossible because you have to be insane. So how do you know that the Torah is minus your mind? What's the Mesechta Shavias all about? Um... How come um, there's another Masechta called Shvuos? 
How come the Chassam Sofer learned Shavuos between Pesach and Shavuos? Is there a reason someone called, a lady called up last week and said she knew the answer because I said it two weeks ago. Why did the Chassam Sofer always learn from Pesach to Shavuos, Mesech to Shavuos? Why? Why did he do that? Um, what are the two Averas you're not allowed to do on your field during Shemitah? Two Torah Averas you're not allowed to do on your field and this during the seventh year. Um, mm, um, Shemitah, I said to the other gentleman, was um, Gematria 354. What does that prove? And I asked him, why is the Shemitah not in the, found in this parasha? And why is the word Sota never found in the Pasha of Soto? And why is Maraglim never found in the Pasha of Maraglim, which is Pasha Shlach? Shlach Lechon Noshim. And how come it says in the very few first two Pesukim, uh, there's an expression of Shabbos seven times. And it says the word Eretz, land, five times. And Yovel He, three times. How come? And then it says you'll be very secure. If you keep Shemitah, you'll be very secure. In Hebrew, it means you're going to live Lovetach, right? At Revi'i, you see the word Lovetach twice. What does Lovetach mean? What's the commentary of Lovetach? That'll prove that you're going to be very secure. Uh, can you have two Shemitah years, one next to the other? Can you have two years that you're not allowed to farm your land? Is that possible? Two Shemitah years, one next to the other? When's the next Shemitah year coming up? Ten years from now? Next week, next year, this year, five years, three years, two years. We just answered that before. What is sofiach? You're allowed to eat the sofiach, but the other stuff in the field you can't eat. What is that? Mm. And um, what is that? Last week, Sedra enders with the man that used Hashem's name, uh, and he cursed Hashem's name, and the next word is, Bahar Sinai. How come the Magadev, the blasphemer of God's name, is right next to the mitzvah of Bahar, which is the mitzvah of Shemitah? Does anybody know? Last week, Sedra ended with the story of the Magadev, the blasphemer of God's name. And his mother was Jewish and says it over and over three times. His mother was Jewish, but his father was a guy. His mother was a Jew, his father was a guy. His mother was a Jew, his father was a guy. Ben Yisha Yisraelis, or Ben Ish Mitzri. Ben Yisha Yisraelis, or Ben Mitzri. Ben Yisha Yisraelis, or Ben Mitzri. Why do you tell me that? Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Why do you tell me that last week? But ye say Ben Yisha Yisraelis, but who Ben Ish Mitzri? But ye not su Ben Hayisraelis. Isha Yisraeli, he had fought with another man, and Moshe had to kill him, and he stoned him. What Avera did he do, the Magadev? And why is that right next to the mitzvah of not plowing your uh, working, uh, harvesting your field in Shemitah? What's the connection with the Magadev? Blaspheming God's name, and um, keeping Shemitah. Is there a connection? Obviously there is. Chacham and talk about it. Does anybody know what the connection is? And besides, Bahar is a very small word. You know the gematria of Bahar? Does anyone know the gematria of Bahar? That has, when I, as soon as you tell me, 
If you can figure out what that has to do with Shabbos, you're a very bright person. Very bright. Woo, are you bright. Bahar and Shabbos. Okay, call this number. I might as well give it again. Maybe you don't know which number to call. Well, take your telephone and push the button 718-683-5858. Live feed into the studio, and he will pick up. Iran will pick it up, and I will talk to you. 718-683-5858. Or you can listen to us on the hotline. 712-432-4217. And the other hotline, 718-506-9097. I think it's 9097 or 9099. Which one is it there, Iran? Is it 9097 or 9099? Huh? Oh, see that? It wasn't written right. He's 100% right. The second hotline is 718-506-9099. 506-9099. Or you can call on the regular hotline, 712-432-4217. Or the second hotline, 718-506-9099. Mm-hmm. Now, if we have a caller, let us get it. Take him. All right, Dobby number one, go ahead. 509099. Or you can call on the regular hotline. Oh, that's me. Echo. No good, Iran. Oh, lower your radio or I have to go to the next caller. Hello? Go ahead. Go. go. Uh, you asked the question of why can it cannot be that the Parsha Bahar was written that the finish of mine. Yes? Yeah, right. It said in the Parsha of Tzivisi as Bechosi Lechem. Right. No human being can promise this promise, only Hashem. No human can do what? No human being can promise. All right. Very write good. Something, write something that he doesn't know what's going to be. Right. Only he, he, no human being could, could swear or TV. Yeah. And if uh, no one will be a fool, then only right. Hashem could do that. No, you That's know what, David? Yes. Yes. You're right. I'm going to tell you yes. the other half of your answer. No human okay. being, no human being who's sane, no government would ever make a rule ever that you close down the country for a year. No food production. You know what that means? You know what that means? Civil war. People will kill each other. So people die in the street. Don't make the go to the capital and kill the president or king, whatever. No sane person would say no food production for a year, maybe for a week or two weeks. You go on vacation, you close your business for a week or two. Who closed their business for a year or their farm or their factory or their office, and you want to come back a year later, you think you're going to find something? You have to be out of your kalim. You've got to be uh, such a guy should be an insane asylum. The only, this is the best proof that the Torah is minashamayim, because Hashem says, Kili ho'aretz, I own this land, and I am commanding you, do not work your field, plant anything, harvest anything for one year. You have to, if you're a person, you have to be insane. I mean, no human being can say that. No government in the world ever said that, because they're crazy. A government doesn't want to go out of business. They don't want people to kill, to, to storm the capital and kill the president or the king or what. No human being would ever think of such a law like this ever that says, the Mepharshim, this is a remez, 
a simon that Torah's men Hashem guarantees you, you will live Lovetach securely. No one will touch you. Now, Lovetach is 49. If you keep the laws of Shemitah, you're going to go through seven Shemitahs. You're going to reach uh, Yovel, and then you're going to go again through a seven-cycle system and a Yovel. So, Lovetach is 49, which means you close down the country uh, agriculturally one year? Can you imagine a year? And I guarantee nobody will die, and nobody will attack you, and you're not, not going to run out of food. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. If there's no food production, how do you not run out of food? Well, we don't live on air. So Hashem says, I'll make on the sixth year such a tremendous harvest that you have enough for the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth. At the end of the eighth, you already harvest what you, begin, what you planted at the beginning of the eighth. Hashem guarantees that. Now, you have to believe that, or you're not going to keep Shemitah, because, uh, I mean, hello, you know, yes, and many farmers yes. in Israel that religious don't believe in it. But, but seven years ago, 25% of all the farmers were dati, were religious. This year, it's 33%. They, I just saw the last uh, thing that came out yesterday. 6,000 uh, farmers will keep Shemitah. You know what, they, what you're saying? You know what kind of tzaddikim they are? We learn about it in the parasha. We turn a few pages here in a safer called the Chumash. But these people actually do it. You're talking about tremendous Kedoshim, Tahorim, Sadiqim who believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when you see a farmer who kept Shemitah, you have to get up for him. Like at the Aguda Convention, they always bring him on, put him on the dais, and 5,000 people get up and give them kavod. Because of the fact that there's no greater people than them. You can learn all you want from this farm, but you're not going to suffer because you're not a farmer. But these guys are really going to, are willing to suffer. This is called Tzadikim Kedoshim Tahorim. Very good, David. I'm glad you called. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Next, David. David, number two. Hello? Hello, is this David? Yes. Go ahead, David. What would you like to say? I know what it says in the Pasha, what it says in the Torah, that you shouldn't do much beta. Well, go ahead. Tell me. You shouldn't plant, and you shouldn't cut. Right. You shouldn't plant any wheat and barley and grains and vegetables, or don't trim your vineyard, your apple, uh, well, maybe apples, uh, your um, grapevines, your olives, um, kerem, a lot of things grow in the kerem, like apples, too. So you're not, you don't plant a new apple tree every year or grape uh, vines or olive trees. You just trim the old branches, and that makes the new branches have a lot of uh, energy. So for a field, you, gotta re, you have to plow, put in the seeds. That's called sowing it. Then you come a few months later and you cut it, and then you bring it in and you shake off the kernels. That you're not allowed to do and, um, well, for the whole year. And if your father was a farmer, what would you eat if he didn't have any food to bring into the house? What would you do? You would trust in Hashem. And all these farmers in Eretz soil, every seven years they trust Hashem. Not one of them went hungry seven years ago. Not one of them got sick because they kept Shemitah. They had a hard time, and I support them, and thousands of other people give to Karen Hashvias. All over the world they collect money for for, for these farmers from Karen Ashviyas, the biggest mitzvah in the world, now to Rosh Hashanah. You have to give to Karen Ashviyas, your father, uh, whoever you live with, your father, grandfather, your zayi, because we're supporting farmers. 
and you have to even after the Shemitah year starts, what do you think? After Rosh Hashanah, they're not going to eat. What about the next month and 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 the next month? They have to eat. They got kids also, so we got to give money to Karen Ashvias, and that's a very big mitzvah. Thank you so much, Dovi. You want to say something else? Well, you want to say something else? No. No. Oh, you want to? You can. What would you like to say? Um, no more questions to answer? What? No more questions, right? Right. All right. Are you Ron? Anybody else? Uh, Debbie. Debbie, go ahead, Debbie. You're on the air. Okay. Hi. I love your show, Rabbi Schwab. Thank you Beautiful so much. Show. You give me a And this is from my husband because I'm not so uh, knowledgeable, but this Safiach is aftergrowths that grew from the seeds that were left inadvertently in the sixth year. Is that you right? know how smart you are? My I'll tell you. Let, look husband. at the word Safiach. Look at Safiach comes from Sof Chai. Ah. At the end of last year, it regrew. Right, right. That's Safiach. Now, Midorite, you're allowed to cut that, and, and, and you know, because you didn't plant it. But Chachamim came mm-hmm. and said, no, nope, you can't touch the Safiach either, the aftergrowth. Do you know why? Because there's 5% of the people, or 2%, well, the, who liars, who are liars, will say, look, I didn't plant this. This grew by itself, and maybe he's lying. So they made a gazera. No Sophia can be touched, even uh, if it grew by itself. Right. You know what that a principal once told me? Do you work in Chinuch? No. Uh, a principal or a lady or a man principal on any yeshiva will tell you, or any base Yaakov will tell you, 95% of the trouble is made by 5% of the students, <laughs> which means because there's a few Ganovim and Cloud Yisrael, right. We have everyone has to suffer because there are a few terrorists in the world that check your shoes and your bags and they wand your arm and a little liquid in the bottle you can't take on and a nail file and it is and a little knife in your pocket because of two percent of the world is maybe less than that are terrorists everyone has to suffer ninety five percent of the principal's time is taken up by five percent of troublemaker kids same thing here few got of them in cloudy soil so no one can say this grew by itself, because maybe you're telling the truth, maybe you're not. And some people lie. Therefore, you can't even cut the stuff that grew by itself. Sophia right. means sof, at the end of the last year, chai, it grew by itself. There's no iser, there's no iser, and therefore we can't even do that. We can't do nothing. So, can I go out? No, I can't go out in the field. Let's say I... Um, uh, I don't know. I want to have some uh, carrots. Mm-hmm. Looks like you can't touch it. Carrots, tomatoes, wheat, barley, uh, olives, uh, grapes. I want to pull the pelts, eat some grapes. Seems you can't do it. So last seven years ago, there was a great rabbi from New York who went to Israel to watch the farmers not cutting their um, their products. So one man was from Muncie. His name was Rabbi Waxman. And it was written up in the, uh, in the, here, that just got it yesterday, Karen Shvies brochure. He was drove along miles and miles uh, near the Ireland, and he saw grapevines, thousands and millions of grapes unharvested. Mm-hmm. So he stopped his car, and he saw a bunch of people, and he says, who's the Baal Habayas? Who's the owner of this Karen? Yeah. So the man, tall guy, says, I am. He says, uh, how do you do it? How you know, all these grapes are going to go rotten. Right. You know, they're going to go to they're going to go to rot. They're going to ruin. You know, you know what the man told Rabbi Waxman? 
זה לא שלי, this is not mine, זה של הקדוש ברוך הוא, it belongs to him this year. וואו, you know what kind of אמונו that is? Yeah. We turn well, the pages you, in the Chumash. You, you don't accept a guy to become a Jew unless he believes in Shemitah, right? Because that's right. the ultimate uh, faith. The ultimate test of your Amunah right. is Shemitah. Right, right. Could you imagine such a behavior? So he says, the farmer looked back at me and replied with a simple, unpretentious, Zeloshli. This is not mine. Wow. This belongs to Hashem. The story happened many years ago, he said, but the impact of this simple but steadfast portrayal of the Tochem will remain for me, this says Rabbi Waxman, for the rest of my life. Mm. The farmer said, that loves me. It's not mine. It's not my right. business. I don't care. Not yeah. do with me. I didn't make the rules. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a man who planted thousands of acres, uh, hundreds of acres, and he just lets it rot. Right, right. Like you go, you fill your store, you know, and then you close the store for a year. You fill it with all kinds of merchandise, I don't know, all kinds of stuff, and then you just walk away for a year. You have to be either out of your mind, insane, or a Torah Jew. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, Very good. Thank you so much call, for so calling, much. Debbie. Thank you. Well, right. Uh, Esther, you're on the air. Is this Estelle or Esther? Esther, okay, you got to talk into the mic, uh, Elon. You're on. Uh, hula, hello, Esther. Hi, can you please ask me a question? Oh, sure. What means Shemitah? That you're not allowed to work on your farm? What does the word Shemitah mean? Uh, I know what you said, but what does the word Shemitah mean? That's very important to know. I know. I tell you, Lishemot Yodo, remove your hand. No plowing, no seeding, no harvesting, no watering, no fertilizing, nothing, nothing. Stand back and just take a look. Don't touch anything. Shamot means lishmot. Shemitah means remove your hand. Don't touch your field. It's not yours. It's mine, Hashem said. Ah, it's going to rot all the tomatoes. Oh, what do you call it there? The, ah, the grapes? Not your business. Hashem didn't tell you to worry about it. Ah, it's going to ruin, and the animals are going to come and eat it, and that's not your business. So you ask all, any farmer in Israel who's a religious man, they never are sorry they kept Shemitah. They never lost a penny. Oh, that year was tough, but the next year they probably had a triple harvest. Uh, I spoke to a few of these farmers. Says, he says, Ani mamin bakadush baruchu, 1,000%, because I never lost. One year was difficult, but I made it up next year, and the next year, and the next year, and the next year. So... You can learn B'Tokhan from a farmer. You don't have to go to a Rebbe in the yeshiva to learn B'Tokhan. Just hang around with these farmers who believe in, a, in the Torah. My, my, my. Is this a parsha, this unbelievable parsha? Because no human being could write such a law. You have to be out of your mind. I mean, what, how would you close down a country for a year? You, you go have a business, you, you stock your store, and then you walk away for a year. That's what it is. Nobody would think up such a din unless you are Kodesh Baruch who made the world. And it says, trust me, you're not going to lose. Trust me, you won't lose. So that's where we come from, you and me, Esther. We come from Am that Ma'aminim. And we don't, as you know, if you probably know, if you're an older person, you know there's a thing called Heter Mechira. They, uh, uh, the not-so-religious believe in the Heter Mechira. That was uh, created in 1880 when the Jews were desperately poor, so a chief rabbi gave a heter for one year. So the people hijacked this rabbi, 
Rabbi Cook, and they used it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And Isser de Raisa came 1930, the Chazon Ish, and said, the Heter Mechira is Isser de Raisa. You can't use it. Now, today, this year, coming up in six months, we're going to have 6,000 farmers. One-third of all the farmers are, are Shomer Torah Mitzvah. They're going to follow the, 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 to sell the land. They're not going to sell the land. They're not going to work the land. They don't believe in the Heter Mechira. About 134 years ago, the new Yishuv that came from Russia and Europe started farming the land, and the year right before Shemitah was a, fa- a crop failure, and the Turks owned it. And they said, anyone who doesn't work the land, what you guys call Shemitah, we're going to take the land back. So they sent to Shiloh, to Rabbi Yitzchak Specter, and he says, I, 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 approve, I approve of selling the land to a guy, if the Bezdin in Yerushalayim agrees. The Bezdin in Yerushalayim never met and never agreed. So we saw Shmuel Salant, Yeshua, Moshe, Yehuda, Leib, Diskin, the Maril Diskin, and the Rav Yosef, Dov, Salavetik, all rejected Hetemachiro. And the, the, these farmers who were desperate, they sold the country of Israel to a guy. They still do it in the last 65 years. Certain who are not really 100% right-wing Torah Eden. They hijacked Rabbi Cook. He only gave a heter for one year in 1880, only once. And they used it over and 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 over. And um, Rabbi Herzog and Rabbi Cook both said it was only for one year. And they continued doing it over and over and over. But the, um, but the, the people who believe in the Torah... 100% without any tricks. Follow the Gadol Hador, the Chazon Ish said, Het the Mechiras and Isra Doraisa. Because it says in the, the Parsha this week, the land could be not sold permanently to a guy. They sold it for one year permanently to a guy. You're not allowed to sell the land because Shabbos La'aretz. Even if you don't work it, even a guy can't work it because there has to be Shabbos La'aretz. The earth can't have any work. Not even if you don't work it, a guy can't work it. Anyhow, that's a very, very, very touchy subject. If you want to know more about it, you Google Heter Mechira, and you'll see what's going on since 1880. That's 135 years already this problem is going on. Okay, thank you so much for calling. Razy, you're on there. Go ahead, Razy. Hello, Razy. All right, let's go to the next. Yochevet, you're on there. Not on the air, but you're on the line. <laughs> you're online with Rabbi Schwab at uh, Wednesday, what? questions and answers on Bahar. And the name of the program is called Gigantic Little Secrets of the Torah. The Gigantic Little Secrets of the Torah. Niflos Torah. All right, Yochevet, what would you like to say? All right, next caller, she's not there. What's your name? My name is, what? What's the caller name? Oh, uh, Yochevet. Are you there? Okay, next one. Who's Yehuda. Yehuda, you're on there. Go ahead. Can you ask me a question that I'll get a CD for? Yeah, what means Shemitah? Rest. Rest at Shabbos. Shabbos. Shemitah means remove your hand. What means Bahar? What does that mean, the word Bahar, Sinai? On the mountain. Yeah, so it said, Hashem says, 
He gave this mitzvah of Shemitah at Har Sinai. Do you know that we don't have to know that because all the Torah was given at Sinai? So why does he say it, Rashi? Why does Hashem say it? It says that the Torah of the mitzvah of Shemitah was given at Har Sinai. Why? When I tell you I bought a car, do I have to tell you that it has four wheels? Of course. Who would buy a car without wheels? So why would you tell me that this mitzvah is given at Sinai? Wasn't the whole Torah given at Sinai? The Yadav Hashem... El Moshe B'har Sinai Lema, what are you telling me? There are also mitzvahs to Rabbanon. Oh, that all the mitzvahs what? There are also mitzvahs to Rabbanon. Oh, you mean even the Rabbanons were given at Sinai, right? But Shemitah's at the Raisa. So what are you trying to tell me? Yadavashem El Moshe B'har Sinai. Well, what the Rashi says, what's, what is Shemitah next to Har Sinai? Wasn't all the Torah given at Har Sinai? What are you going to tell me? I got a car, and you know what? It has four wheels. <laughs> what, what are you telling me, nonsense? I'm talking here to uh, Yehuda, and I know Yehuda has an ear, because if you didn't have an ear, you couldn't hear me. So why do you tell me that Shem gave Moshe the mitzvah of Shemitah and Har Sinai? That's Rashi's first question, and you must know the answer. If you don't know the answer, I like Should I tell you the answer? Yeah. Huh? I don't know. I'll tell you why. Because no human being would have thought up such a din that you have to close down the country for one year, no food. If you go to the store, and your mother goes to the store, there's no food in the store, will you be unhappy? Yes, very much. And thousands of people will have a, make a riot. They'll smash the windows of the store. They'll go in the back room in the storehouse. Where is the food? No human being could come up with such a din only Hashem Yisborah, who says, close down the country, no food production, for one year, and I'll take care of you. You'll live. How are you going to live without food? How are you going to live without food? How are you going to live without food? How? How are you going to do that? Woo! That's a Nazman HaShemayim. That's how you know that the Torah was from Sinai, because no human being would have thought up such a rule like this. If anyone would say, I'm, I'm going to have a store and fill it up with a lot of merchandise that people want, then I'm going to close the store and go away for a year. Do you think when you come back you're going to have a store there? You have nothing. It'll probably be burnt down. How could Hashem say, <laughs> no food production for a year? So you know the Torah's men because no human being would think this. No human being who's normal would ever think such a thing, a law like this. It's impossible. The man would be insane. Because you can't live without food. So therefore, Yaakov, Yehuda, that's the reason why um, it, uh, it says that this was given at Sinai. Because uh, no, no human being would think of such a thing like this. This was Minash Shemayim, closed down the country for a year, no food, and nobody's going to die. Like I tell you, Yehuda, today's Wednesday. You won't eat till next Wednesday, and you'll be in fine shape. Do you believe me? No. Of course not, because you're normal. I tell you, I, let's say I'm Hashem, no food production for a year. Millions of people, I think they're going to, how are they going to do it? How are they going to live? Not one single person died when they keep Shemitah. How do you live? Hashem will take care of you. Don't worry about it. It happens. Can you ask me another question? Yeah, one more question. Um, well, uh, here, one more question is, uh, when does Shemitah come? Every, how many years? Seven. And how, when does Yovel come? Fifty. Fifty. What's the difference between Yovel and Shemitah? Any difference? Well, what's the difference? Any different dinim? By Shemitah, you, you're only not allowed to 
and do the land, and Bayevli also has to let all your slaves go free. Very good. At Yovel, if you have an Evidavri who's supposed to work six years because he stole from you, and he has to take six years to work it off, and now after one year or two comes Yovel, you have to let him go. Ah, uh, he has to work five more years. No, tough luck. Got to go. Or if you bought land, if you sold your land because you were poor, you get it back by Yovel. Or if you sold your house because you were poor, you get it back by Yovel. And you know what? After Shemitah, that's once every 50 years. But every seven years, if I borrowed some money from somebody and I don't have money to pay back, at the end of Shemitah, I don't have to pay him back. How could Hashem permit such a thing? You borrow money, you don't give it back. Does Hashem permit for people to be the Ganavim? Answers like this. If a guy st- uh, st- uh, stole from me, he's my Evid, and he walks away, after one year or two years or three years, whenever Yovel comes, and he doesn't work off what he stole. And if I bought a field, many fields, 10, 20 fields, and I lose them, automatically I lose them. Or if I borrowed money and I don't have to pay it back. You know what this is? This is a way that Hashem makes every person not poor anymore. He gets his land back. The Evid gets his freedom back. The uh, the guy that owns money does not have to pay it back because really, 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 all the land and all the people and all the money belongs to Hashem. So he wants every person to start out a GNU every 50 years or every seven years with money that you have another chance not to be poor forever because you get your land back. The guy doesn't have to work anymore. The other one doesn't have to pay back his debt. So when the guy lent him the money, he knew that he's going to lose it if the guy doesn't pay it back. He took a chance. The guy wants to not pay it back. He has a right not to pay it back because Hashem wants people not to stay poor forever. He wants them to give him another chance. It's called the social equalizer. Everybody becomes equal every seven or every 50 years that you don't stay. Aeneas does not go from one door to the next door. You have a chance to start over again. Don't own any money. You get your land back. You get your house back. Very good. Yehuda, thanks for calling. Okay, any more? All right. Is this uh, Iran? Hello? No more? All right, we're done because it's now 5 o'clock on Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed the little Shidor Chai, and we'll see you next week, and then we'll talk about Lakma Omer next week. Zai and Tihibari.